All right. Am I there? Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. So, you know, because basically telling you guys what's going on here. I'm not going to put the verses up there. Is that too loud or is it okay? All right. I'm not going to put the verses up there like Bryce lets you guys cheat and just read it. So if you guys want to follow along with me, you have to actually open it or pull out the app and see what's going on. So Jeremiah 7. I'll give you guys a second. It's way in the middle there. Chapter, chapter 7, verse 22 through 24. Your clever ones have opened their bulletin. It's, uh. So I'll read, uh, we're going to skip 21, but I like the 22 through 24, and we'll explain what's going on there. Uh, and Jeremiah, of course, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on with the country. He serves through like five different kings, and God is trying to tell him, go talk to the people, warn them, and nobody listens. But uh, more importantly, it's verse 23 we're talking about, so here's 22. For when I brought you, for when I brought your ancestors out of Egypt <clears throat> and spoke to them, I did not just give them commands about burnt offerings and sacrifices, but I gave them this command. Obey me, and I will be with. Obey me, and I will be your God, and you will be my people. Walk in all the ways that I command. Walk in all the ways that I command you, that it may go well with you. But they did not listen or pay attention. So, as we were going through all this, and I said, daily we go to church, we do all this stuff. I want to take this week to sort of reflect on the different stages that we've been in. Uh, and as we're going through this and as we talk about this verse and throughout break and communion and as the sermon goes along, I want everybody in here to sort of think, what stage am I in Where, for your own minds? I'm going to bring up a couple as we talk, but what stage am I in? Reflect back on the first stages as you were going through this, and we'll get into that. But take a moment, just kind of see where you've gone so far. Let's kind of sit back from all the extra stuff that goes on today. You know, I'm worried about what, I, what assignment I got to go do. What's going on tomorrow? What's happening here? Just take a moment and say, you know what? Some of us have been doing this for quite some time. Some of us are, as we saw a couple of weeks ago with two guys, young guys getting baptized, they're just really getting started on this. So uh, focus on that a little bit and we'll jump through this little path here as we go along. All right. Thank you. Okay. How is it? Where's John? Machado. He said he couldn't hear me, so he's my my tester. Of course, he's not in here. I don't know where he went. All right. Well, that's how it is. Aaron, can you hear me? Well, then we're good to go. Sergio, you can hear me? Voila. Okay. Oh, <laughs> forgot my papers. All right, forgive me for stumbling through the other one, man. We haven't been up here in a while. They, they finally let me back up, so we're going we're gonna to hang out a little bit. <laughs> there he's laughing at. Okay. I can hear you now. I was, I, was, I was trying to use you as a test, and I didn't know where you were. So. I was right there. Come on in, man. Come on in, man. All right. So, the idea hit me to talk about where we are in this life. And so what we're going to do, we're going to go through a couple of different stages. And at the end, if you guys found a, thought about an idea of a stage that we didn't cover, you can raise your hand. We might talk about it and see how it goes. All right, we ready? Let's start off with a little bit of prayer before I run off on my own. Okay. Father God, we thank you for this day that you've given us. Um, Kathy was talking about earlier about any prayers that got uh, answered this week, and you know, and a bunch did for me. Uh, 
I wanted to run around and go do a lot of things, but it says in your word that if we put you first, these things will fall in place. And of course they did, even though I wasn't all the way believing it. I had other things to do. But Lord, we thank you for the promises that you give us. We, take you, we thank you for the time that you give us, uh, the understanding, the wisdom that you give us when we ask for it, Lord God. And as today goes along, um, when we speak your word, when we want to teach other people or share your word with other people, it's a, it's a serious thing. And so anything that is not from you, Lord, we ask that you take it away. And anything that is from you and that you do wish for us to hear, we ask that the Spirit uh, brings us to that and lets us hear that, Father God. And um, just give us the guidance we need and help us to remember it as we get out of here and, and go reach a world that is always in constant need of you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. So every Christian, when they come in, goes through a certain thing, I guess. There's no other word for it. You're going to go through different stages in your life. You're going to, you're going to and, and as those stages start to happen, pretty soon before you know it, you've been going to church for a little while. You've been going to Bible study. You've been reading. You've been buying books, a couple of Christian concerts every now and then for you guys that like a lot of loud music. And after a while... It's just kind of been carrying on, and you don't know what's been going on. You look back a little bit, and you're like, well, I've kind of been in here. And I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I've gotten a little stagnant. I'll sit around, and I'll just go and do the normal routines all the time, and I don't think about it. And so today, I kind of wanted to do that a little bit with all of us. I want to talk about the different stages, ask about what's going on in your guys' lives. And as we're talking, and as you've seen the different slides, ask yourselves, where am I at in this path? Where, where in one of these stages do I fit? And, of course, I like things to be like this. So, if like, okay, you've got to do two years in stage one. Then you've got to graduate to stage. It doesn't work that way, right? Some of us come way later to the Lord. Some of us come way sooner to the Lord. And so uh, we're just going gonna to jump around a little bit and talk about every stage and see what goes on there. Okay, is that cool? Sounds okay. All right. So the first stage is the new Christian. That's green, right? Good, everything's working together. I, don't, I can't see colors well, so I like, hope it all works out with these slides. Wayne knows about this struggle with the board games. <laughs> all right, so it comes a time where you've been thinking about it for a while. This is the first stage when you're starting to come to God. You've been thinking about it for a little while. Uh, maybe you guys have gone experience this. There's a couple different ways that people can come to it. Uh, you've experienced a tragedy in your life, maybe. I know a lot of folks that came to God by... A, I went to jail, or A, a friend of mine got killed, or a friend of mine died, or my parents, this, that. Something happens in your life, and humans tend to question life at that point, and they say, oh, maybe there's something else. Um, perhaps you had the traditional, I grew up in a Christian home, and this is just kind of where we were going to go, uh, which is also fine. And they get into a little bit less trouble, and life seems to work out okay for them as well. Uh, or maybe that friend that you've been talking to for a long time has been nagging at you for a bit. And you're finally starting to make sense of the words. Some for a couple of years, some for a couple of months. But either way, something has happened and you've decided to give your life over to God. So guys, maybe you can think about when that happened for you guys a little bit. Uh, forgive me if I jump around a little bit here. So, at this point you're asking yourself, what do I do? And you do the whole baptism thing, however your church did it. You go in there. Mine was a sprinkling. I was in a place that we were not allowed to have. Water at the time, I was, uh, what's that? I was uh, in a place that's, uh, well, you guys have probably been by it, but uh, we, were, we were incarcerated a little bit. They don't let you out uh, whatever you want, and so you 
do it any other way. But there's a lady named Sister Genevieve, and she would come in. And uh, she said, you guys want to get baptized? A bunch of us made our choice. And she kind of sprinkled some water. I had to do the real one when I got out, and Virgil was the one who did it with me. And how many of you guys were here two weeks ago when, uh, when those two young men were, were baptized? It was good stuff, right? Yeah. Mark is a big dude, so he had no danger of being pulled in. But I almost pulled Virgil in, I remember. I didn't know about the whole bending the knees. I just leaned back. And his forearms were strong, though, for 75. So we'll give you that, Virgil. It was good. It was good. So that's where, that's where you are now in the first stage of that part. And so uh, consider a couple of these verses here. And this one is one that we see a lot. John Chapter 1, 11, verse 12. You see, you guys, it's not coming up there, so you guys have to open your stuff if you want to go along, and I'm, I'm going to read it with you guys. So he came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. And so there's a Greek word, and for you Greek scholars, forgive me if I mess this word up. It's called, uh, ex, how do I say that? Ex, excusa, excusia. There you go. And so... That word, as we see, it's, it's more than just, oh, you have the right to be in the house today. You have the right. It's, it's like a, it's a special relationship that you have with God. It's a controlling kind of a thing. What it says here, uh, uh, authority, power, the right to control. So you're not just subjects of the king now, but you get to stand to him. You know, you're related to him. You have an unusual access to God. So how many of you guys have ever heard that phrase? I mean, a lot of people, especially around here, you know, we're in Santa Rosa, it's, it's quite secularized. You, all, you hear the phrase from the spiritual people that we're all children of God. Have you guys heard that? That one's always gotten to me a little bit. I believe what they want to say is that we're all creations of God. Because, of course, he made all of us and we're all supposed to be here. That's how he made it and that's how he planned it. But to be children of God, this verse has changed my understanding of it. And there's a couple other places, too, where he talks about it, that you now have the right to be involved in that family. Because God says, you know, it's a couple times where he says, you're, you're sons of the devil. Because you guys do this kind of stuff versus being sons of God. And so that's a thing. Now you're a new Christian. You have been given the right to become a part of this family. And another verse is 2 Corinthians 5, 16 and 17. It says, so from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Think about how you started seeing people when you first came to God. When you first said, you know what, I'm part of this family. How are you looking at, at people now? Uh, Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore... If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. So that's the first stage. And I'll give you guys a little story of how I used to be. Um, a, when you come into the stage, it's, I think it's natural. And you guys, too, if you guys remember this, you're going to lose some friends because you don't do the things they used to do anymore. You can't be in those places that you guys used to go. It's not good anymore. You don't, you don't agree with it. It's, it's hard for you. You still love your friends. But they might not think so, because if you guys were anything like me, I was really, what's the, I guess on fire is the Christian word, but uh, people try to have conversations with me, and they say, Zula, you know, we just had a kid. I said, listen, I don't care about your kids. I'm talking about Jesus, man. Okay? I want you to understand. And I didn't want to hear anything anybody really had to say, except, oh, you're right. Because at this point, I figured it out. Why haven't you? This is the path we need to go. And it was rough for a while. Some of my friends still stuck around that I have today, thankfully, because they can give me a perspective of how it was. They're like, listen, man, it was tough. But they love me, and so they stuck around. So it's cool now. But um, yeah, maybe some of you guys would like that. I, everything that I was talking, I wanted to. I wanted Jesus shower curtains. I wanted. Uh, I had. I had lighthouses everywhere. I, I all sorts of stuff. I was 
super excited. Not to say I'm not now. I, I mean, <laughs> I still love God. I, you know, he loves me. But I needed all that. I wanted floor mats. I wanted cup holders. I wanted... Uh, it was, it was like a new team. Like, I got all my Niner stuff. I want all my Jesus stuff, man. I got I to gotta get it in there. And, you know, it, it was expensive. Like, the Christian store, I was buying paintings and all this crazy stuff, trying to figure it out, put stuff on the wall. But um, that's that stage when you, when you want everything. You just, I want everybody to come find Jesus. And I think you need that, right? You, gotta, you need that fire. You need those, those times when you, because this is your thing now. So there's that. All right, so now we'll slide into the second stage, right, which is the growing Christian. So let me jump around a little bit. All right, so this is the stage where you desire to grow in knowledge, right? You start doing things like memorizing books of the Bible, memorizing the order from Genesis through Revelation, you know. It's always a little spicy around the Hosea area. You kind of forget which way they, they all fit in there, but you want to start doing these things, right? And a big part of this is building new habits. Because, man, like from the first part, you don't have those friends anymore. Well, if you want to keep going in this way, you don't have them anymore. And so now, what do you do? Well, on Fridays I used to do this. I can't really do that anymore. You know? And so this is that stage. You start getting involved in the church. You start doing communion. You start helping out with cleanup. You start, we used to do the Wednesday night dinners and you, you were on the dishes or you were on the setup. Something to get you involved, you know, because otherwise you're just going to come once a week, hang out, not going to say hi to people. We know a lot of people, they come in, but they don't really interact with a lot of folks and end up moving on. Our church is pretty good at it. We always say hi to somebody that we don't see, but you know, working for the gospel mission for six years, I go to a bunch of different churches and they're not always like that. Now, I, I don't blame them for anything. I don't know. Maybe they're just their personalities, but you can go in there and you'll stand by a wall and nobody will come say anything to you. But uh, that can happen. You can just slip away. But the stage that you're growing, you're growing in knowledge, you're growing in wisdom, you're trying to learn more about this. It's more than just, hey, you need to know Jesus. When they say, well, what about these uh, objections? I don't know, man, but you need to know Jesus because you you're not at that point yet. You don't know all this stuff in general. All right. So... A uh, couple of verses that can kind of help us in that that, I, that, I, that came to mind. So 2 Peter 3, uh, 17 and 18 says, Therefore, dear friends, you have been forewarned. Be on your guard that you will not be carried away by the error of the lawless and fall from your secure position. But grow in the grace and knowledge. Gnosis it means what we think it is. No other funny thing that that was in there. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Uh, and you know, also the parable of the the sower can come into mind. The ones that fell on shallow ground, you know, they they start to come up with the sun and all that and all other problems, they'll wither away. If, you, if you're early in the in the in the game, if you will, uh, people can come with these clever ideas and tell you, hey, well, you know, Jesus didn't really do that. He was kind of hey, let me show you these kind of things, like the Jesus seminar and all these other guys. And so it's very important that you do get into these new habits. You do hang around people that have been doing this for a while, and they can show you verses, they can show you ideas. Apologetics has always been my big thing because I wanted to tell them, I asked myself, if you're going to believe in this, is it because it's just real emotional for now, or is there actual background to this? Is there a purpose behind these things? Is there anything real? Is there any kind of evidence to that? And the, the later of the second stage is, is what I think that is, when you're, when you're around people and you're, you're starting to get, okay, there's... There's a legit reason. There's rationale to this. There's, it makes sense. 
Like, how do you know what right and wrong is? What, whose scale do you base that on? They say, well, you know, you don't need God to be a good person. And a lot of early Christians, they won't know how to respond to that. So, no, you don't. But you need God to know what good is to begin with. Because otherwise, you're still on just emotions. And as we know, sometimes they're good. <laughs> but sometimes they'll, they'll lead you off uh, to a bunch of different places. In Colossians chapter 2, 6 and 7 says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus our Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. So think back now to your guys' stage now. After the initial fire, the car's already started, the engine combusted, you're doing all that. Think about what you guys were doing now as you wanted to learn more, as you wanted to grow closer. See where your heads were, what you were doing, what challenges faced you that you made. You know what, maybe this wasn't a good idea. I've known people, I'm sure you guys have, they, they came real strong for about a year. They went to the different studies. They came and they, they were a part of this and all of a sudden, oh, he didn't show up this week. Oh, I hope he's all right. No, he didn't show up the second week. And he's just gone. Because he didn't have that support there. There was nothing there. And he maybe believed somebody and said, you know what, it sounded good for a bit, but it really wasn't there. Uh, for me, on that time, I remember, and I will reflect on this stage, I was, <clears throat> I was at Dev's house like all the time. I remember that. I was five Bible studies a week, I think I was doing. And on Saturdays, I would go to a Saturday service and then go watch a movie. If you're like, you go to movies by yourself? I said, yes. It's dark. You're not supposed to talk to anybody. It's perfect sense. You don't go hang out with people. And so that was what, and Sunday I would be at church. During the day I would go work because I didn't want to be around all that extra stuff. I needed that time to get closer with God. I couldn't have outsiders coming in and telling me, well, this is not real, this is not real, because I needed to study it for myself. And those, it was a great time for me. But, you know, can't stay in that forever, but I really enjoyed it. Bunch of books that I used to get, bunch of books that I used to receive from a bunch of you guys in here as we were growing and, and learning from that, you know. Uh, but that was, a, that was a good stage, and you need that stage. Because you can't just say, hey, you guys need to know Jesus, but I have no evidence for it. Because they're going to say, well, okay, I want to know Jesus. How are you going to help me out? And if you haven't studied and grown a little bit, it's going to be a tough place for you. So that's the second stage. You know, meditate on that a little bit and see if you guys remember what, what that was like. All right. Then you got the third stage, which is the mature Christian. So I think a lot of us are going to fall in this. It makes sense to me that this is probably the one where you're in the longest, because it's been five years, six years. Um, you've been at this for a while. You've been involved in evangelism, discipleship. Uh, you've been going to conferences. You teach classes, even started some ministries, uh, you know, maybe stuff around town, these places, uh, uh, music ministry, all sorts of different things. You, you've been at this for quite some time, uh, and I would imagine this is the longest stage that we have. You're not a new convert anymore, and you can defend your beliefs. So undoubtedly, by this point, let's say you're a few years in, you guys aren't going to be the same person as you were the first year, right? Yeah, it's, oh, hopefully not, because you, otherwise you've been real stagnant and nothing's happened. You've, just, you've been doing the routines. And if that's been the case, this is also good, because we can go and reflect and maybe get out of that rut. But yeah, you're a different person now. I didn't know who I was going to be seven, eight years after God grabbed me. I'm just thankful I stayed with him and he didn't let me go. Uh, but yeah, it's been a long time, and I don't know what else I was supposed to be. And so you slowly walk with God. And that's why in that first verse that we read in Jeremiah, he says, obey me. It'll be good for you. Because a little bit before that, he's talking to them, and he's saying, when you guys fall off this path and you guys don't listen to me, you think it's me that's hurting? It's for you guys that it's hurting. So if you listen to me, it'll be well with you. This is the stage where I find myself in currently. It was kind of inspired me to 
come up with these ideas. I guess maybe the Lord was telling me, you know, talk about it a little bit. And generally, that's how it works. Whatever I'm going through, I talk about it, and God brings the people that may need to hear it. But, you know, I've been, 2005, we started coming here. Uh, first day, I was used to being by myself for eight months, and Virgil makes me sit in front of everybody. That's why I sit way in the back today. It's all the time. Because the people that come in, I know they're going to feel like I felt, real nervous. And so when I invite them, I want them to see me without having to <laughs> walk all the way up here in front of everybody. But um, I remember coming in, doing the baptism thing, and, you know, it's been 14 years now, which is just crazy. No, 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 stop, stop. <laughs> but um, share some of the challenges, which makes you want to reflect that. So do we do as many Bible studies as we used to? Because undoubtedly, people have come that you were close with, people have left. People have, you know, started things with you, then they've stopped. You wanted to help, and they've gone away. Uh, you've invited tons of people. Some have stuck around. Some may even have passed away. There's all sorts of things have gone on. Um, this is the world that you're in now. And one of the things that can happen, and why it says, you know, don't fall away from me. In, the, in verse 24, actually what he says there in Jeremiah, he says, uh, walk in all the ways that I command you that it may go well with you. But they did not listen or pay attention. Instead, they followed stubborn inclination of their evil hearts, and they went backwards and not forwards. So it's not quite that bad, I would hope. But this is the stage where if you haven't been continuing to grow, because that's what we say, right? I think in one of our morning classes, it's like a stream. If you're just sitting there, you're either going to get washed away or you're going to have to struggle to keep getting better and go the other way. But you can't just sit around. And this could be that stage where I think we're most susceptible to that, where you've, been, you've already got your habits, you've got your routines, you know the people that you're around, you've been hanging out for years, you know where to go Sunday morning, you've got your little Saturday night thing. These are the challenges that happen when you just get a little stagnant. Well, what do I do now? And maybe, just maybe, you start slipping into some old habits that were there before. It's like, well, maybe I can kind of go back into this world. Very rarely does it end up doing a, a good for your life. Because you got to this point on purpose. There was a purpose that you got here. There was a reason. And there was a way and a path. And you kept those people around you. And so this is one of those stages where you ask, well, what's going on then? What's, what's happened that I haven't been able to go forward? Now, because I'm so comfortable in my way of doing everything, maybe I'm just a little busy. Now I want to try this. It's not necessarily have to do with God. Maybe I want to go over here and try this traveling thing. I want to go see this. I want to go start a business. I want to go here. And then little by little, you start to fade away from what kept you strong. A couple of verses we can think about that go with that here. It says in Ephesians 4 to 14, then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching or by cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. So you're at that where you should, this shouldn't be happening to you. You've been doing this for quite some time. You understand what it means to walk with God. You've studied. You've taught classes. You're not supposed to be infants anymore. You're supposed to be able to defend yourself, and you're supposed to be able to encourage others. And that's an encouragement to us there, to not let those kind of things happen, to not get so faded, to be so caught up in your own thing that you start to fade away. And the other verse here, Galatians 6, 9, which is the one that's most relevant to me right now that I currently feel, maybe to you guys, says, Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Some of us, you know, let's say you've been praying. Some folks, they can't have kids. They've been praying for children for a long time or praying for a spouse for a long time or praying for a family or a loved one, to something to happen. And it's been years and years and years. Have anybody experienced that? Or does things just happen automatically for you guys? So if they do, let me know what you guys are saying to them. 
Maybe we might try out your technique. But we go through that, right? I was like, well, well I've been doing this for a long time. I got a lot of issues with, like, with my family. You know, we try to love them, but uh, you know, I haven't talked to my dad in like six years because he felt something was going on. Uh, my mom, she, <laughs> she comes in and she goes away. She does these wild things, but you're around friends, especially friends that know your family, and you start talking with them. They're like, yeah, man, I don't know why they're being stupid. Like, and, I, and I always feel that conviction. It's honor your parents. Even though emotionally you might not be able to stand them, you've got to honor them. Say, this is, that's not what God wants. You can't talk bad. Just, it's a tough thing. Just go along with it. So you pray for them. And it's not a th- like friends that you don't want. Me and Wayne were talking a little bit ago. There's certain people in your life that you're not really supposed to have around. Family is not that easy of an option. It's like, well, she is mom, and I can't just not. Normal people, I would just say, no, quit calling. Every time I try to help you, you do this, but you can't do that with parents. But you get tired of always trying to do the right thing, right? Without each other, how would that work? How long would that last? You just go right back to, okay, you know what? This is how it's going to work for me. You guys can get away from me. But you need that around. And so it's points where I'm like, I've been praying for this long for this. Is this going to work? Is this going to work? But because I'm not paying attention. It's not like God just stopped all of a sudden dropped the ball. He had to put everything on pause. But I haven't been paying attention. And this week has been great for me. It's the kind of thing that I was mentioning earlier when, uh, when Kathy said, what, what things have been answered this week? In our classes, we were talking about being in a hurry for everything. I'm like, ah, man, I gotta go. I gotta go get this. I gotta go. Da, da, da. And it said, you can't do anything in a hurry. You can't pray in a hurry. You can't listen to anybody in a hurry. I think he said, you can't love anybody in a hurry. And so, it was weird. So, if I went and did stuff, and in the middle of the day stopped, tried to study a little bit, and then moved on, I would either be not focused on whatever I was studying, and or just not do it altogether. I'm just like, oh, I'm supposed to stop at noon. Ah, I'll do it tomorrow. But in the morning, no matter what it was, it, it didn't matter if it was 6 in the morning or 9, wherever late start that I got, if I spent the first two hours studying, doing my little coffee shop thing, and studying for all this, the rest of the day was great. Everything worked out that I needed. Things happened like they were supposed to. And I felt God saying, you're supposed to put me first. You've known this. What's happened that you started to forget this kind of stuff? It was a, it was a good conviction. It wasn't like, oh, I'm a piece of trash. I'm so sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't quite that level. But I was like, ah, dang it, he's right again. And... It's been working out in those days. So the other day, slept in a little bit. Like, oh, man, the days, I got to go, man. I don't have time. I tried like 10 o'clock. Like, what are you doing? 10 o'clock, you haven't done anything yet all day. I stopped. Even took a couple hours. Hung out. Talked with some people that were in there. And the day worked out fine. And so this is that, that long stretch now where what's God going to do with me now? Maybe some of you guys have a clear-cut thing of what you're supposed to be doing right now. And I, great. That's what we want. God has guided you. You know, like I remember like Justin, he knew where he was going. Justin Morgan, he, we're going out there and he did it. I was like, man, well, I'm not going anywhere. I'm just kind of hanging out here you know, get to see these people all the time, you know. But yeah, so hopefully you'll have that. And then we'll go to our final stage. Or did I read all my verses? I did, yeah. So then we'll go to our final stage, which is <laughs> the legacy Christian. Now, I love everybody in here. That's just a ni- That was my nice way of saying you're, you're, you're old now. You've been doing it a long time. And, and, <laughs> and I'm trying to find a nice way to say it, but yeah, this is good. You've made it. You've been going on a long time. And uh, I looked at so legacy, what is it? They kind of say, you know, it's defined as something that's left behind by a predecessor. We tend to think, you know, legacy of like money or buildings. But I was reading this article, and the guy was talking about uh, 
Jesus' legacy. And his legacy was that, you know, he walked the path. He was 100% obedient, the only one that did it, 100% obedient. And this article that I was reading from this guy, he says, you know, what kind of, I don't want to leave a building. Other people help with a building. I don't want to do this and that. But start talking about the life that you've lived after all of these years. That people, maybe even, you don't even know that you affected them. But somebody will come, you've heard the stories all the time. Like this guy, you talked to me 15 years ago, 20 years ago. Now we're married, got all these kids, named one after you, all sorts of crazy stuff. That's that, the stage where you've been walking this path obediently. Ups and downs, like everybody's going to have, but you've walked that way. I think of like Virgil. I think of Dev. I think of those guys that they've been going around for a long time, and they've been steady at it. Sometimes you didn't want to agree with them. Like, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't want to hang out with them. Some days you needed to. Virgil was always inviting me over. It's like some days I made it, some days I didn't. But he didn't go anywhere. You know, I had to run off somewhere. Uh, but yeah, those are the things when, when Jesus is praying for his, for his disciples in uh, John chapter 17. It's 3 and 4 and then 20 to 21. It says, Now this is eternal life that they know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do. Oh yeah, that's, I guess that's both the verses there. And then uh, consider also verse, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 10 and 11, it says, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as a wise builder and someone else who was building on it. But each one should, do, should build with care, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. And this is when I think of those guys that have been influencing people all their life, just good-hearted men that understood the struggles that you've gone through, or women, you know, that understood the struggles that you've gone through, the when you ran off somewhere for a little while and you weren't supposed to be out there, they didn't look at you funny. They still accepted you. Barney was another one for me. He did that. Alexis, he, he was able to deal with me in the first few months where I was like, no, Barney, I don't think that's what it says, man. That's, that's not how it goes. And he's like, this guy, he's got here. All of a sudden he wants to tell me all this stuff. And the patience of that. And I remember these things. And a lot of you guys have influenced folks that have been along for a long time. And maybe just take a minute, maybe think about some people in your life that you may have influenced. Maybe they're thinking about you guys. And um, yeah, that's the big deal. And that's what I think each of our goal is then, to say that when you, when you see God, I, I did the best I could with what you gave me. And Jesus talks about it. I didn't lose any of them, I, except the one that was supposed to be lost. But all the ones that, that you put in my hands, I took care of it. And that's what he, he says. And I also pray for the ones that are coming after who will believe in you because of that message. And that's the, the stage there where you've, you've done all your ministries in life. You've done all that stuff. You've raised your family. You've brought them to God. And you're at that point now, okay, just keep living your life, and you'll see the huge effect that you've had on everyone. Okay, so that's, that's the four stages. So here's the last part that I want to ask. I'm gonna, I was going to try to get a few volunteers here that can come up. Wayne, come on. I need Wayne up here. Uh, Sergio, you want to come up here? I need a volunteer. And Aaron. Can you call him? I see he's looking away. Come on. Paul is old. He's a bunch of young guys, huh? Yeah. I did. I did. I was thinking about that. When I first started coming, you were 42, wait, 44 years old. Yeah. 44 years old. I like it. Always great, though. I like it. Always. Always. All right, all right. Okay, so. I was hoping the youngsters would be here, but these guys, I'm assuming, have, they're, they're 
a little bit difference in ages, and they've been around for a little while. And so I'm going to start with, let's say, Sergio, and I'm going to say, what stage do you think you're, do we, do we need a microphone for this? Are we all right? Yeah? yeah, yeah. <clears throat> is, is, is there? Well, you can't say it for us. Testing. Oh, there we go. Sergio. So what stage, out of the ones that we kind of covered today, what stage would you say you're in? That's the legacy stage, gentlemen. Thank you. That's the legacy stage right there. <laughs> so the first stage was new Christian. Brand new. You're in it. You're feeling it. You're excited. The second stage is that you're starting to mature and grow. You're learning about the word. The third stage is the mature Christian. You've been doing it for a long time. You've got your family. You're teaching them all things. And then the fourth stage, you've been at it for a very long time. And you've, been, you've had a lot of experiences in life. And you've helped a lot of people. I'm on the second stage. Second stage. Uh-huh. The, the learning, understanding more. Yeah. yeah. What do you say some of the challenges are in this stage? That, that's one challenge. Yes, yes. That's one. So I'm putting you on the spot. I know. This is good, yeah. though. This is good for all of us. Well, I, I think every day it's a challenge. Uh, uh-huh. But the blessing is that the uh, Lord, He's He's Almighty, He's all powerful, mm-hmm. and He's He's everywhere at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if if I cling to His His uh, to Him, I'll be able to overcome. Uh, even though evil seems to be to be. Winning at this time, uh, that's not the end of it. Mm. If 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 I'm the only one, or, or if there's only one person that that clings to the to the promises of Almighty God, uh, He we will be overcomers, no matter no matter what comes our way. Good, good. All right. Thank you. Good. All right. We'll s- slide it over to, to the next one here. Thank you. Thank you, Sergio. Well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to probably say stage three, but I might rename it a little and call yeah, it Cruise Control, Cruise Christian. Cruise Control. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, that, that's not, not a good thing when I say that, right? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you, you hit the stage where, you know, you, got a, you developed a lot of good practices, mm-hmm. and you lean on those practices, which is a good thing, but sometimes you stop being aware of them, and you stop, maybe you lose some important pieces, and you find yourself getting distracted by some things. But, uh, but yeah, I, so there's some of the challenges, I guess. Right. I just right. gave yeah. you right yeah, there. Yeah, I jumped right yeah. to it. Yeah. Because we have, we have the good stuff. There's also, that's right. in each one, it's going to be a different challenge. And you've right. got to be able to adjust for that and work that exactly. out. Exactly. All right. Now, Ed, let's go let's slide over to Mr. Fogerson here. I, you may surprise you, but I think I'm in the third stage. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, doesn't surprise I'm me. still trying to mature. Uh, challenges, there's a lot of challenges. You have to, the biggest challenge is not letting things of this earth get in the way of your worship of God. Mm-hmm. You know, not putting your emphasis on, on the day-to-day stuff that you do, uh, which are important but not as important. Right. right. And also uh, avoiding conceit, thinking, well, I've been a Christian for this long. I've read all these books. I know it all, you know, because yeah. I don't. Every day I learn something new. Absolutely. Yeah. So. 
Okay. Well, thank you guys very much. Gives different perspective on everybody's stages. So, Dan has something to say. Oh. Uh huh. I think it fits in these stages. What about the person that gets stuck? You know, Paul says to help a person that gets stuck. Mm-hmm. They got to admit that they're stuck too before you. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It says provoke one another to good works. You know, you have. Yeah. To. And that would be one one of the stages. That's when you kind of you think you figured it out, and that's where the, the prayer and keeping them around you and accountability would come into place. Because I, I, I've probably gone through that. Like, no, nah, I kind of know what they're talking about. I, I don't need to study more on that end of it. But yeah, that's why you, gotta, you built those habits early on to be around the right people. So um, that kind of, that's about all I have. I don't know. There's, there's not, not a lot more. So let's, um, we'll, 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 you guys will pray with me real quick. And then we'll, uh, I guess we'll have some. Some prayers here. Some elders here will pray for you guys. If you guys have any prayer requests, you can bring it up or anything to to write down or to announce. Okay? All right. Uh, Lord, thank you for letting me stumble through this. I hope that your words were were taken in. I hope it was your words that were spoken. And if we did anything wrong, Father God, forgive us on anything that we may have mistaken about. Um, it's always a an important thing for us to. You know, to, to say what you meant, not what we want it to mean, Lord God. So we thank you for that. We thank you for the opportunities to be here. We thank you for this life that you've given us. Everybody that comes here and uh, you know gives of themselves, whether it's in the ministry, in the worship, the prayers, the music, the the computer stuff. Everybody that's here, we're trying to try to build a place that others can come in and and feel comfortable, feel safe, and feel like they want to learn and see your light in this place. So thank you for all that. And as the week goes on. Uh, guide us, bring the right people around us that we might not even be thinking about. Um, if we're stuck or if we're being stubborn, uh, anybody that's difficult in our lives, Lord, help us to, to approach them with the love that you would have for them, the wisdom that you would have for them. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you.